by passion of our Lord Jesus Christ, according to Matthew. One of the twelve, who was called Judas Iscariot, went to the chief priest and said, What are you willing to give me if I hand them over to you? They paid him thirty pieces of silver, and from that time on he looked for an opportunity to hand him over. On the first day of the Feast of Unleavened Bread, the disciples approached Jesus and said, Where do you want us to prepare you to eat the Passover? He said, Go into the city to a certain man and tell him. The teacher says, My appointed time draws near. In your house I shall celebrate the Passover with my disciples. The disciples then did as Jesus had ordered and prepared the Passover. When it was evening, he reclined at the table with the twelve. And while they were eating, he said, Amen, I say to you, one of you will betray me. Deeply distressed at this, they began to say to him one after another, Surely is not I, Lord. He said in reply, He who has dipped his hand into the dish with me is the one who will betray me. The Son of Man indeed goes as it is written of him, but woe to that man by whom the Son of Man is betrayed. It would be better for that man if he had never been born. Then Judas, his betrayer, said in reply, Surely it is not I, Rabbi. He answered, You have said so. While they were eating, Jesus took bread, said the blessing, broke it, and giving it to his disciples, said, Take and eat. This is my body. Then he took a cup, gave thanks, and gave it to them, saying, Drink from it, all of you, for this is my blood of the covenant which will be shed on behalf of many for the forgiveness of sin. I tell you, from now on I shall not drink this fruit of the vine until the day when I drink it with you new in the kingdom of my Father. Then after singing a hymn, they went out to the Mount of Olives. Then Jesus said to them, This night, all of you, will have your faith in me shaken. For it is written, I will strike the shepherd, and the sheep of the flock will be dispersed. But after I have been raised up, I shall go before you to Galilee. Peter said to him in reply, Though all may have their faith in you shaken, mine will never be. Jesus said to him, Amen, I say to you, this very night before the cock crows, You will deny me three times. Peter said to him, Even though I should have to die with you, I will not deny you. And all of the disciples spoke likewise. Then Jesus came with them to a place called Gethsemane. And he said to his disciples, Sit here while I go over there and pray. He took along Peter and the two sons of Zebedee, 
and began to feel sorrow and distress. Then he said to them, My soul is sorrowful even to death. Remain here and keep watch with me. He advanced a little and fell prostrate in prayer, saying, My father, if it is possible, let this cup pass from me. Yet, not as I will, but as you will. When he returned to his disciples, he found them asleep. He said to Peter, So you could not keep watch with me for one hour? Watch and pray, that you may not undergo the test. The spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. Withdrawing a second time, he prayed again. My father, if it is not possible that this cup pass without my drinking it, your will be done. Then he returned once more and found them asleep, for they could not keep their eyes open. He left them and withdrew again and prayed the third time, saying the same thing again. He returned to his disciples and said to them, Are you still sleeping and taking your rest? Behold, the hour is at hand when the Son of Man is to be handed over to sinners. Get up, let us go. Look, my betrayer is at hand. While he was still speaking, Judas, one of the twelve, arrived accompanied by a large crowd with swords and clubs who had come from the chief priests and the elders of the people. His betrayer had arranged a sign with them, saying, The man I kiss is the one. Arrest him. Immediately he went over to Jesus and said, Hail, Rabbi. And he kissed him. Jesus answered him, Friend, do what you have come for. Then stepping forward, they laid hands on Jesus and arrested him. And behold, one of those who accompanied Jesus put his hand to his sword, drew it, and struck the high priest's servant, cutting off his ear. Then Jesus said to him, Put your sword back into its sheath, for all who take the sword will perish by the sword. Do you think that I cannot call upon my father? He will not provide me at this moment more than twelve legions of angels? But then how would the scriptures be fulfilled which say that it must come to pass in this way? At that hour, Jesus said to the crowds, Have you come out as against a robber with swords and clubs to seize me? Day after day I sat teaching in the temple area, yet you did not arrest me. But all this has come to pass, that the writings of the prophets may be fulfilled. Then all the disciples left and fled. Those who had arrested Jesus led him away to Caiaphas, the high priest, where the scribes and the elders were assembled. Peter was following him at a distance as far as the high priest's courtyard. And going inside, he sat down with servants to see the outcome. The chief priests and the entire Sanhedrin kept trying to obtain false testimony against Jesus in order to put him to death, but they found none. 
though many false witnesses came forward. Finally, two came forward who stated, The high priest rose and addressed him. Have you no answer? What are these men testifying against you? But Jesus was silent. Then the high priest said to him, I order you to tell us under oath before living God whether you are the Christ, the Son of God. Jesus said to him in reply, You have said so. But I tell you, from now on you will see the Son of Man seated at the right hand of the power and coming on the clouds of heaven. Then the high priest tore his robes and said, He has blasphemed. What further need have we of witnesses? You have now heard the blasphemy. What is your opinion? They said in reply, Then they spat in his face and struck him, while some slapped him, saying, Now Peter was sitting outside in the courtyard. One of the maids came over to him and said, But he denied it in front of everyone, saying, I do not know what you are talking about. As he went out to the gate, another girl saw him and said those who were there. Again, he denied it with an oath. I do not know the man. A little later, the bystanders came over and said to Peter, At that, he began to curse and to swear. I do not know the man. And immediately a cock crowed. Then Peter remembered the word that Jesus had spoken. Before the cock crows, you will deny me three times. He went out and began to weep bitterly. When it was morning, all the chief priests and elders of the people took counsel against Jesus to put him to death. They bound him, led him away, and handed him over to Pilate, the governor. Then Judas, his betrayer, seeing that Jesus had been condemned, deeply regretting what he had done, regretted what he had done, he returned the 30 pieces of silver to the chief priests and elders saying, I have sinned in betraying innocent blood. They said, Flinging the money into the temple, he departed and went off and hanged himself. The chief priest gathered up the money, but said, At the consultation, they used it to buy the potter's field as a burial place for foreigners. That is why that field, even today, is called the field of blood. 
Then was fulfilled what had been said through Jeremiah the prophet. And they took the 30 pieces of silver, the value of a man with a price on his head, a price set by some of the Israelites, and they paid it out for the potter's field, just as the Lord had commanded me. Now Jesus stood before the governor, and he questioned him. Are you the king of the Jews? Jesus said. You say so. And when he was accused by the chief priests and elders, he made no answer. Then Pilate said to him, Do you not hear how many things they are testifying against you? But he did not answer him one word, so that the governor was greatly amazed. Now on the occasion of the feast, on the feast, the governor was accustomed to release to the crowd one prisoner whom they wished. And at that time, they had a notorious prisoner called Barabbas. So when they had assembled, Pilate said to them, Which one do you want me to release to you, Barabbas or Jesus called Christ? For he knew that it was out of envy that they had handed him over. While he was still seated on the bench, his wife sent him a message. Have nothing to do with that righteous man. I suffer much in a dream today because of him. The chief priests and the elders persuaded the crowds to ask for Barabbas, but to destroy Jesus, the governor said to them in reply, Which of the two do you want me to release to you? They answered, Barabbas. Pilate said to them, Then what shall I do with Jesus called Christ? They all said, But he said, Why? What evil has he done? They only shouted the louder. When Pilate saw that he was not succeeding at all, but that a riot was breaking out instead, he took water and washed his hands in the sight of the crowd, saying, I am innocent of this man's blood. Look to it yourselves. And the whole people said in reply, Then he released Barabbas to them. But after he had Jesus scourged, he handed him over to be crucified. Then the soldiers of the governors took Jesus inside the praetorium and gathered the whole cohort around him. They stripped off his clothes and threw a scarlet military cloak about him. Weaving a crown out of thorns, they placed it on his head and a reed in his right hand. And kneeling before him, they mocked him, saying, They spat upon him and took the reed and kept striking him on the head. And when they had mocked him, they stripped him of the cloak, dressed him in his own clothes, and led him off to be crucified. As they were going out, they met a 
Cyrenium named Simon. This man they pressed into service to carry his cross. And when they came to a place called Golgotha, which means place of the skull, they gave Jesus wine to drink mixed with gall. But when he had tasted it, he refused to drink. After they had crucified him, they divided his garments by casting lots. Then they sat down and kept watch over him there. And they placed over his head the written charge against him. This is Jesus, the king of the Jews. Two revolutionaries were crucified with him, one on his right and the other on his left. Those passing by reviled him, shaking their heads and saying, Likewise, the chief priests with the scribes and elders mocked him and said, revolutionaries who were crucified with him also kept abusing him in that way. From noon onward, darkness came over the whole land until three in the afternoon. And about three o'clock, Jesus cried out in a loud voice, Eli, Eli, lema sabachthani, which means, my God, my God, Why have you forsaken me? Some of the bystanders who heard it said, Immediately, one of them ran to get a sponge. He soaked it in wine and put it on a reed, gave it to him to drink. But the rest said, But Jesus cried out, again in a loud voice and gave up his spirit. And behold, the veil of the sanctuary was torn in two form from top to bottom. The earth quaked. Rocks were split, tombs were opened, and the bodies of many saints who had fallen asleep were raised. And coming forth from their tombs after his resurrection, they entered the holy city and appeared to many. The centurion and the men with him who were keeping watch over Jesus feared greatly when they saw the earthquake and all that was happening. And they said, There were many women there looking on from a distance who had followed Jesus from Galilee, ministering to him. Among them were Mary Magdalene and Mary, the mother of James and Joseph, and the mother of the sons of Zebedee. When it was evening, there came a rich man from Arimathea named Joseph, who was himself a disciple of Jesus. He went to Pilate and asked for the body of Jesus. Then Pilate ordered it to be handed over 
taken the body, Joseph wrapped it in clean linen and laid it in a new tomb that he had strewn in the rock. Then he rolled a huge stone across the entrance to the tomb and departed. But Mary Magdalene and the other Mary remained there, sitting there, facing the tomb. The next day, the one following the day of preparation, chief priests and the Pharisees gathered before Pilate and said, said to them, The guard is yours. Go, secure it as best as you can. So they went and secured the tomb by fixing a seal to the stone and setting the guard. The Gospel of the Lord. gospel and the passion speaks for itself, so I would only say these very few words. We are tempted to listen to this or to read it or to watch it as though we were sitting today looking back 2,000 years on a past event. We see many things in the Passion. We see envy, greed, treachery, weakness. We see cowardice, fear, hatred, sorrow, love. We are all actors in this event. In fact, we are not actors. We are present for it. We must see ourselves as actually living this event because we have and we are. But we look mostly to the person who is in charge and the one who is actually bringing about our redemption. Notice there is a battle going on. The battle is taking place on the cross. But there is no struggle. Even on the cross, no struggle with the devil takes place. As one great theologian said. Rather, Christ disappears beneath all the powers, even demonic powers. In the powerlessness of being ultimately nailed fast and motionless. In the greatest conceivable contrast to all that we understand by the word power. He does this to demonstrate the all-powerfulness of the love of God. 
which stretched to its, stretching its capacity to the end, unmasks by its inability all the powers it faces. In other words, our Lord in being destroyed conquers everything that comes against him and wins the battle. And where does that leave us? Well, St. Augustine said, do you want to run from him? Run to him. I hide myself in his wounds. Mine is thine, even if I have caused them. It is only in your wounds that I can bury mine. Let us pray. Almighty Father, we come before you, entering into the sacrifice of your Son and trusting in your love and mercy. For the lady who passed out, whom I believe will be all right, um, for her health, for all the sick, for those who are suffering, for those who bear the cross of Christ in any way, they will know that they are united to him and his redemptive love. For those who are greatly tempted, for those who have lost their faith, we pray to the Lord. Lord for the church throughout the world, that her members will always be visible signs of Christ's death and resurrection, especially the church suffering and the church in our own country. We pray to the Lord. For our nation and all nations of the world, they may come to know Jesus Christ crucified and risen from the dead. We pray to the Lord. For a greater respect for human life, we pray to the Lord. For our increase in vocations to priesthood and the consecrated life, those young men and women will be visible signs of Christ's love. For a greater reverence for the witness of marriage and the single life, we pray to the Lord. For our administrator, our future bishop, our priests, deacons, seminarians in the American hierarchy, they too in a unique way will be visible signs of the Paschal mystery to our world, we pray to the Lord. For the souls of all the faithful departed, especially our relatives, friends, and benefactors, for all who have died on the battlefield, all victims of violence, terrorism, and natural disaster, the eternal rest grant unto them, O Lord. May they rest in peace. May their souls and the souls of all the faithful departed. And for all of us here, that we may have a greater understanding of God's love for us and that we may respond to that love, we pray to the Lord. Lord, We now join our prayers to those of the Mother of Sorrows as we sing. (laughs) 